Welcome to this edition of the Jersey Baseball Show. It's Mike Olshin. I am here joined by Eli Fishman. Eli, one of the very talented young uh, media members that, that were fortunate enough to, uh, to come across during this past ACBL season. Eli is a freshman at Ithaca College, where he's coming to us live from much colder than here in New York. Um, Yankees minor league writer and, and, and covers for a variety of sites, most notably Pinstripe Prospects and, and Prospects 1500, and uh, does an outstanding job, did a great job for the Jersey Pilots until the Trenton General sent them home last summer. So wel welcome, Eli, and uh, thanks for joining us. Thank you so much for having me, Olsh. Excited to, excited to get into it. Absolutely. One of the really cool things that, you know, the, the ACBL is for me is not just a, a, a way to see, you know, young players kind of make their um, growth to the next level, whether it's, you know, getting better in college for college or eventually getting drafted and hopefully making it to the majors and joining that list. But but also guys off the field. And, and we had uh, John uh, Calavita, who's same year as you, but at Penn State, uh, actually a year ahead of you at Penn State, he's a sophomore now, everybody's getting old. Um, but, but, you know, you as well, um, you know, to see your progression and, and kind of doing more and more through the year was, was great to see. So, so tell us about what you do now that the, uh, you know, on, on your side hustle and your, in your non-student hours, because you've become pretty, um, well known for your Yankees, uh, minor league reporting. Yeah, it, it's slowed down a lot now that, uh, now that I'm in school and also not at games, that was that was the big part of it, being able to actually you know see the players. Um, so it's it's slowed down a lot, but here I'm doing quite a lot. Um, I'm a producer for a TV show. I'm in the sports anchor on a TV show on a different TV show. Um, I do pre, post, and half for the the football games here. You know, did a piece for the Ithacan, our our award winning student newspaper. Uh, have a our radio show on the weekend so so I'm, I'm still getting a lot done here with in terms of the campus media um but through the whole you know summer uh this is when it really really exploded because the Somerset Patriots have been going to their games for years and years they were always independent and now obviously becoming the Yankees a lot of eyes were on them and you know because of that so many eyes were turned to you know my videos and my articles and and my tweets about these players so so that's really been, I guess, my claim to fame this year was, you know, being able to see the Louis Seals and, you know, the rehabbing Luke Voigt and Clark Schmitz and, and all these guys and, you know, get to go down to Florida too and see, you know, Jason Dominguez and Anthony Volpe and all those guys. Yep. Now, so, so you, this is something that not knowing what the Somerset Patriots were going to do in 2021, but this was something that you've been preparing for kind of uh, for a long time, right? You, you started and I've seen, videos of you very young um, doing interviews with with uh, college athletes uh, you know players tell us about how you got started in all this because it's pretty cool I think yeah I tried to delete a lot of the really really old ones because they're <laughs> so cringy they're just so so bad <laughs> Thank you. A couple of them when you're when you're famous a couple you know? a couple of them a couple of them I'm sure you could still find if you really did some digging <laughs> um, but you know I, I really always and by always, I mean, probably nine years old, 10 years old, knew that I wanted to go into this field um, and sports media and specifically broadcasting, reporting, all this. So the, the story really starts as, you know, a 10, 11 year old. I live about a quarter mile from Seton Hall University. 
And as you know, you know, Rob Shepard and, and that program there, they do a hell of a job. They're, they're a darn good, darn good mid-major program in the Big East. Um, put together a great team every year, great athletic department. And what I pretty much did, I guess, I don't know how exactly it started, but, but I would just go to games and I would sit behind home plate with a little camcorder and a notepad. And I would, you know, film the games and take notes on guys and, you know, write up my own little articles and scouting reports just, just for fun. Uh, and then I would go interview players after the game. Um, and then I made my own Google website, which is like this free, you know, Google template, which, which is just a horrible, horrible service. You know, it's just like, I don't even know how to describe it. It's just like a little, a little, a little page, like a little Facebook page on as a Google site. Um, so what I would do is then I, I started, I used my phone and I would, um, broadcast games into, into my phone and then post them on that website, like just sitting there, me and my phone behind the plate. And I did that for a while, continued interviews, you know, tried to, tried to post a lot of interviews on YouTube and made my own, you know, little like package stories. Like I was like, I was a real reporter for the news. Um, so, so that's really, really how I got started. So 11 year old Eli and, and, and 48 year old Ulster pretty much doing the same <laughs> is what we're saying. <laughs> I got my phone here. This is my, uh, my recorder. It's, 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 it's good because that's, you know, people like that. And, and, and it was also, I'm sure great practice for you and, you know, something that, that developed over time. And, you know, how did you get into from there? from you know covering Shep and covering Seton Hall and being your own media crew to uh to this Yankees gig I pretty much just progressed through the levels you know in the equivalence of like a player you know first it was yeah. it was college and then some of the college summer the college summer ball and the ACBL and then you know actually when I was 12 years old is when I got my first press pass to the Staten Island Yankees which was, you know, the first pro team. Yeah. And then that same year I got it for the Patriots. So indie, so I went, so I went college, indie ball, you know, rookie ball, low A, and then, and then just worked my way up, I guess, um, through the minor league system. And, you know, this, this year was really when it started with like legit reporting um, in terms of, in terms of sources and in terms of publishing real profiles and articles and all that stuff. Um, I did a lot of that last year too with the Patriots. They they played a 16 game you know independent season just mm -hmm. amongst themselves uh, during COVID. So I did a lot of that last year too. But you know no names as big as those that were in that were there this year. So so I really just did a lot of interviews with with my camera. I would just go and um, you know sometimes I interviewed over 100 guys each season. You know a few a day sit down for five minutes sometimes more talk to the guy posted on youtube and and that was that for a few years until until the last year or so and just so you know you'll continue if you really want to follow my path you'll continue all the way up the ladder you, you get up to the majors and then 20 years later you'll start it over again with your with your whatever generation iphone that'll be you know iphone 30 or whatever so that's what you got to look forward to just so you know um the Florida trips, right? I mean, tell us, you know, this year you got to do it in the summer. I think it was like a couple of weeks, if I remember. Um, 
covering, you know, really reporting on two, three games a day. I mean, that's a was it was it tiring or invigorating for you? Which one? And and B is it that did that just kind of reinforce this is really what I want to do? It completely reinforced it. And there, I you know, my parents kept asking me, "How are you not?" Or everyone kept asking me, "How are you not tired of this?" I I just couldn't. Like it's oh. the most. Well, going and watching these these players on the backfields, these professional professional elite athletes on kind of just like a little a little moody park, just a little field. Yeah. Um. It's it's the most thrilling experience in the world, and I absolutely love it. And the whole story of it is, I've been I've been doing these trips for years. My grandma lives in uh, Clearwater, and the the Phillies are in their headquarters is in Clearwater. Um, the Blue Jays is about ten minutes away from her, and the Yankees are about twenty minutes from her. So, you know, I have these three teams um, right there. And so how it works is there's the rookie league team, which plays at the team minor league headquarters, their minor league complex. And it's all, you know, rookies. Um, it's predominantly um, international players and Central American guys getting their first taste of professional baseball. You know, as I said, some draft guys, a lot of a lot of young players. There's very many. There's very few guys in the league under or over 20 years old. And then, so they play at one stadium on the, on the little side field. And then at the bigger stadium where the team plays their spring training games in spring um, is low A. So it's, you know, a legit affiliate and a legit, it's a legit minor league baseball team. But um, the complexes, the side fields are just, it's just a field with, with guys playing and they're there from, they're there from 7 a.m. starting to work out. They work out from seven to 11, have an hour break, and then at noon they play a game. So, so it's a grind and it's just so much fun to watch. You know, there's so many, so many stars. I only started a couple of years ago. So the guys haven't necessarily worked all the way up yet. You know, some stars who, who we're going to see in the big leagues very soon, but it's, it's amazing just to see these guys so young and, and so up and close, you know, the, the, the backstop is literally 10 feet away. Mm -hmm. from where the catcher stands and you're right there and it's so open so the players are just walking around like there's not even stands it's just you know the way the way in the acbl the players just walk off the field and into the parking lot that's how it is there so so it's though so that's a lot of fun and um there's usually one or two games per day in the morning or you know starting at noon for the rookie league and then at night there's at least one game for the um the minor league affiliate so that's what I did at least two games every single day and there were a few game, few, a few days where I did three games either in three different ballparks three different locations or a double header and a single header and one day I was actually fortunate enough to see two double headers so four total games and let's see so four sevens is 28 innings of baseball in one day you're struggling on the four sevens is why you're a journalism media guy. Not a <laughs> right? so, yes. Yeah. That's like an ACBL day for us over in Trenton. We get the gens and caps both. Of yes. Them. Yes. Uh, but you don't, you find you just don't get tired. When not at all. What Never. You're passionate about, right? Never. That just gets you more and more energized. I would think. I, I couldn't get tired. Yeah. I just, I just, I just couldn't. The only problem is the sun. I'm very sensitive to the yeah. sun. So so I got burned up very easily, and the, the sun made me a little bit tired, but not the baseball. Yeah. So what? Give us a good. Uh, 
Give us a good story, developmental league story, somebody who's maybe progressed up the ladder that we might know a little bit more or, or even not just something, you know, that was a great story that you get there where you get that kind of crazy access with the guys. Oh, there's so many. There's so many. Um, I, the stories are really just seeing them, seeing them behind the scenes in terms of the working out. Yeah. Right. And and just, you know, the way a college program goes about their business in terms of, you know, lifts mm-hmm. and and the morning batting cage sessions and what exactly they're doing with the machines, where they're placing the machines, what the velocity is at, the drills that they're doing. Um, that's that's really the, the coolest part. And being able to watch watch an entire organization. Also, I, I went down for spring training um, a couple of times, which is where the whole organization is there. So every player, th- this is probably where, where the coolest stuff I've experienced is, is that spring training, you know, watching Trey Ambergy and Chris Gittens hit together in a batting cage and Jake Cave, who's now with the Twins, was there. And um, Clint Frazier, just being able to watch him hit in the cage. I, I, uh, last year, I got to see Aaron Judge from about 10 feet away do his entire cage progression. His pre-game cage work. All right, this is this is probably the, the good story to tell. Fifteen minutes. It was about it was about half an hour before game and before the game, and he just walks up to the cage, um, you know, turns on turns on some music, and hits off a tee for for five minutes. He progresses from right field to left field, so he starts nice and easy, opposite field, works his way across, then changes the tee up a little bit. Um, then tries to crush the ball as hard as he can to the back right side of the net. And then he does front toss and then overhand and then brings in the machine coming in, coming in, pumping about a hundred miles per hour and just line drives to the back net top, right. Every single time off of a hundred miles per hour. And then they bring in two, two machines. One is the hundred mile per hour. And then one is just an absolutely filthy big league curveball. And the coach just puts it in one or the other and every time just smacking the ball. And it's just those type of things that are, that are so cool to see at an up close and personal level, how many people in the world can say they saw that out of one of the greatest baseball players in the world. Um, And that up close and personal, like cage that behind the scenes experience, you know, I saw Aaron Hicks hit in the cage once. Um, I saw DJ LeMahieu play on the backfields. CC. Saw him pitching a backfield game, Higgy, all these guys. So it's there's there's a lot of a lot of stuff, and it's mainly just seeing their personalities too. You know, there's there's as I said, there's so much about their personalities and how they operate, how they go about their business that people really can't see. You know, when you watch on TV and on social media and all that. So so just being able to witness that and hear, you know, I, I was at I was one of my best favorite moments was. Um, I was at a CC Sabathia press conference and I was lucky enough to, you know, sit on that and ask a couple of questions to CC and just hearing the way the media asked their questions and how the way he handled his business. And it's, it's, it's all just, there's just been some, some insanely fun experiences. Absolutely. Now it's, uh, you know, we're here with Eli Fishman, who uh, was an intern with the Jersey pilots last uh, summer in the ACBL, certainly the, you had to ask me who was closest to the majors of anybody in the league this year. I think you're getting my vote. 
Um, and, uh, you know, certainly doing great things covering the Yankees uh, minor league. So a couple of Yankees questions, right? Minor league questions, because apparently we have a couple of Yankees fans that, that tune in every once in a while. So, so give us some inside, you know, now that you've gone through the year, give us a couple of guys where everybody knows, you know, Jason Dominguez, everybody knows Anthony Volpe. We might get to them later too, but, but give us two or three guys that, that don't get that hype that, that you really feel good about, you know, their spot in the organization and them kind of moving forward. Uh, the first guy I'll go with is a Jersey guy, Ron Marinaccio. He pitched at uh, Udell and I think Tom's river North. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he was absolutely dominant this, this season, you know, the relief pitchers, guys that come in one and one or two innings, they don't get a lot of recognition, but um, he ramped it up added a few miles per hour. So he's in the upper nineties with a wipeout slider. He's really impressive. He's definitely, he's rule five eligible. So it might not be with the Yankees, but he's going to, uh, he's going to be, he's going to be a dude in the big league somewhere. Um, Anthony Garcia is, is the other guy who I absolutely love to talk about. He's, he, I saw him in rookie ball this year. He's in a, he's in low A now. He is about six, 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 seven. I'd say about 250. He is ginormous. <laughs> he's, he's a switch hitter and he has, you know, on the, on the 2080 scale, I give him an 80 for power. He has the single most power, you know, up there with, you know, Chris Gittins. I always talk about Chris Gittins. He has, you know, unfortunately Yankee fans didn't get to see in the big leagues, but the power that that dude has is just out of this world, how far he can hit a baseball. Yeah. Um, but but same thing with Garcia, just hits the it's 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 so hard to put into words just the sound of it. It's literally sounds like a bomb goes off yep, when, like the ball, when the ball yeah. hits like a cannon when the when the um, ball hits the bat and just the exit velo and, and your jaw drops when when you see this guy get a hold of one. Um, the only problem with him is he strikes out a lot. He's one of those guys. He's either going to hit the ball 550 feet or he's going to strike out. So, you know, there's some straightening up to do with that. But but he is he's going to be something special if he can get it straightened out. Another guy is Antonio Gomez. Um, I talk about him on Twitter all the time. <laughs> I like to think I've started the, the Antonio Gomez train. I think I have. Yeah. Um, because of how much I tweet about him. But but he is he's really impressive and he's the catcher of the future for the Yankees. Uh, he's 19 years old. Um and he reminds me of JT Real Muto. Real Muto. Um, you know, primarily a defensive catcher. He doesn't have a home run swing, but he's going to hit 275, put the ball in play. He's an athlete back there. You know, he has a cannon for an arm. He moves. He moves like a shortstop or a third baseman. Um, you know, he he just moves really well back there, and he's really really impressive. You talk about the, the the sound that it makes. I just that that brings me back to you know when it was my years up with the Phillies was Ryan Howard's prime years, and it just yeah. sounds different. You know, it, it just yeah. even from other major leaguers, it just sounded different. You know, and 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 you see balls that that, that they hit in batting practice or they hit in the games, and it's just like how do you, how does that how does a human being do? That? It doesn't seem real. Like, no, Garcia, it just. It doesn't seem real the way the ball travels. It just yeah, breaks yeah. breaks all the physics. No, it's it's not a human. It's not something that a human should be able to do. Yeah. Um. 
your role models. You're, you know, it, it's obviously you, you get into, you know, there's to be at the point where you are to, to kind of get into it at a young age, you probably had people that you saw and you're like, yeah, I want to be that guy. Um, who? Um, there's, there's so many. Ken Rosenthal was, Ken Rosenthal was a big one growing up. Um, you're bigger. Just, you're bigger <laughs> not by that much. Um, <laughs> uh he you know just seeing him on tv he's always yeah. the one always the one there after the big moment you know doing yep. the interview and and the amount of stories he's he's broken um you know he's he's the go-to guy and um just just all the broadcasters really especially throughout the minor leagues you know growing up i uh, these minor league games were they were the big leagues for me right and seeing mm-hmm. these guys um all throughout all throughout the minors and you know, a Jersey guy who was in the ACBL, John Vetus, and um, Nick Flamia has always been someone who I've loved, who's been a role model. He's with the Tampa um, Yankees affiliate, and Mark Schwartz and Justin Antwell were the Somerset Patriots guys. Um, and, you know, I truly looked up to them and still do just because of um, the, the way that they go about their business every single day. Um, as I said, it may be the minor leagues, but it's the big leagues for all of us. You know, everyone who's involved in that operation, it's the big leagues. And obviously, you know, the Michael K's listen to John Sterling all the time growing up as a Yankee fan. Um, uh, as I said, my grandma lives in Clearwater, so I, I'm there a lot. And I'm a pretty big Rays fan as well. So Andy Freed and Dave Willis, um, mm-hmm. Neil Andy Solance is a Jersey guys. Jersey Andy guys as well. Time in Trenton. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and you know, I was fortunate enough, I actually shadowed Neil Solons at a, at a Rays game and was able to sit in the booth with them and, and, you know, meet all of them. And they, they talked to them and all of them gave me some, some amazing advice. So that, those guys, those three guys in, in that Rays radio broadcast booth um, always are pop in my heads as, as role models, um, just because of me being able to sit in that broadcast booth with them. And, and see them go about their bus- their business. So those are a few guys. Um, obviously, Vince Scully. I'm so blessed that I was able to catch the last few years of of his career. No one like him. No, no. It, it's you know, as close now as Bob Euchre. Yeah. Yeah. And and he had a playing career before that. Just crazy that he's still going. It's still yeah. Mr. Belvedere is still, and Harry Doyle is still. Uh, <laughs> doing his thing you know it's 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 awesome and and doing it well for i mean upper 80s you know it's yes very well yeah um so so yankees farm system it does you know obviously the guy the two guys who get the most hype and deservedly so jason dominguez and, and anthony volpe for for you know their potential and what they did this year what can you give us on on those two that that may be uh you know a little hidden surprise for our, our, our listeners, our watchers here. I'll start with Volpe because he's a Jersey guy, obviously. Yep. Del Barton, he's, he's an, an insane athlete. Um, he's going to be, he's going to be a star shortstop in the big or maybe a second baseman um, in the big leagues for, for someone. And, and at some mm-hmm. point soon, um, the tools and just the, the defensive tools and the hits will just pop out like crazy, especially the most impressive thing is, the ability for him to square up a baseball and hit it far for, I think he's, he's got to be 5'10", 190, you know, somewhere, somewhere yeah. around there. 
he he looks he, he looks like a 16 year old he he looks like a, a child um and for for someone so small he hit i think 26 is what he finished with home runs in, in the minor leagues it was just insane yeah just insane for any he, he was i believe second in, in the organization in home runs for his size for a contact and age for a contact hitter is is just absurd um he his swing he just uses his lower body so much and his is he just swings his bat speed is is so good and he uses his lower body so much even though he's not that big that the ball just flies off of his bat ball just flies off his bat and defensively he's an absolute he's a wizard is how i've described him um just the ability to make the improbable plays and you know i I obviously i get asked to compare him to people a lot and jose altuve is one guy that pops up but Derek jeter you know he's you just see it in him um volpe has the it factor that if you know as as a minor league as a minor league guy um that's that's what you look for there's someone who has it and it's something you you really never come across in the minor leagues it feels like there's very, very few people that I've seen who have who have it in the minors, especially at 20 years old. Yeah. And Volpe has it. Volpe has it. He is an insanely special player. And it's just so cool to see how far he's come in the last year, especially, the, you know, the pr- progress he made from his rookie year in 2019 um, in the Appalachian League to this year is just insane in terms of offense, defense, speed. He has one of the highest baseball IQs of anyone I've ever met, too. He's he's just a smart, smart kid. Yeah. And then and then to Dominguez, um, he's he's one of those guys where I would, in a sense, call him the opposite from Volpe, where Volpe has developed his tools himself, right? And has developed as a player to the point that he is today, where Jason Dominguez is just naturally gifted naturally the ball just sounds different off of his bat and for him what what you know you really don't realize until you see him in person is the size he's he's an nfl running back in terms of his size um like his width he's insanely insanely muscular he's he doesn't look like a baseball player and he's he's you know there i i actually talked about talked with a scout about this where it's it is worrisome um, you know, I don't know if Yankee fans want to hear that, but it is worrisome how big he is, right? And it's not necessarily a bad thing, especially when you have the power that he has. Um, but he's he's ginormous, he's fast, he's 18 years old. You know, I feel like that might not that definitely doesn't click in people's heads when you talk about an MLB, an MLB prospect, 18 years old, yeah. and he hit two and he hit 260 in low A where the average age is 22 years old. Right. It's, it's so, so that aspect, the age and how much maturing he has left to do is, is just insane. And, and the ball just sounds different off of his bat. You know, he's, he's another one of those guys when he squares it up, the ball, the ball just flies, the ball just flies. And, and he has, he has one home run that I saw in person was just no effort, you know, a loopy outside part of the plate, just threw his hands at the ball, a hundred miles per hour exit below, and he pulled it. He pulled it down the right field line, outside part of the plate, throwing his hands at it. And that shows you 
how much how much power and potential he has because the tools are there the tools are there it's just the developing um you know mentally and in terms of agility but the tools the tools are there he's he's a dude yeah uh, it's a it's a crazy time the yankees you know as much as everybody likes to think teams can just go out and buy players you're not good unless you get guys like that through your own system because uh you know, you need them coming up with that core and that that Yankee belief. And, and you know, you just need guys that, you know, those are guys with $100 million talent that you get for, for those six, seven years before they, they start making those $100 million salaries. You know, yeah, uh, absolutely. Uh, but uh, time has gone fast as, as figured. I appreciate the, uh, appreciate the time on the, on the show this week. I think we're going to have to do this again soon and 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 maybe maybe a more of a regular yankees oriented segment if that's something you're up for absolutely i'm in excellent i appreciate eli fishman i said uh acbl intern but we know far beyond that expect him to do big things in the future expect to see him on uh some probably msg or some channel that some yankees related something or other but uh always a pleasure and uh awesome to see how how great you're doing Thank you all. Appreciate it.